0: to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
1: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour. I'm Sharon Kleiner. The Power of Water and Water Life Science. Many years ago, I was asked if I wanted to have my own radio show. And I said, you know, I think I would because I want the world to hear from myself with our research center, what is going on throughout the world in the crisis of water and the lack of education and knowledge about what is happening to your health because your body is water. Now, what does that mean to you? It is so vital that we all need to learn from day one of our lives Without water, there is no life. What is life? It's water. We've been confused through the years. The dialogue, the description of our health has gotten so complex. But we need to learn, like when you're planting the seed, there's a rut to everything. I don't care what, the, what it is. The root to your life and the root to all life is the water. If there's no water, if there's not enough water, if it's contaminated, if it hasn't been thought out by the leaders of your world that you've elected to do that, hired to do that, if you don't take that serious, we're in trouble. The planet Earth has to live with the solar system. And it's living with a solar system that makes decisions per planet. It has to. And the rhythm of that system for going on for the, how many years? Should we say over a billion? Over billions, maybe? For a long time. The system has been there. But the planet Earth has a different system that we've learned so far that has water. And without the water, there'd be no planet. You are the life. I am the life living on that planet, this planet. It's, it, we've got to be loyal to it. And we must be serious with the, like warriors, like the soldiers of the world. All of us together throughout the world with our faith, our outlook on life, and that faith that with protecting the water is the faith of all life throughout the universe, throughout all of it. Now, your life, for example, something that startled me years ago, the reason you depend upon water, like the planet Earth's life depends upon the water, you as a human, your body is water. Your mother has, has nurtured you in that pocket of water, and when that baby gets a percentage of water per organ to be able to come to earth to live from the pocket of water of the mother, what a miracle that was with nature and life and faith. So far, how, my, can you imagine that miracle of all life on earth? Everything there is, I don't care if it's a blade of grass or it's the tree or the flower or the vegetable or all the other species of the world, have to depend upon the water. So here's his baby in this pocket of water, and the mother, such a delicate, delicate life. But the baby has to have a percentage of water per organ. And each organ has a percentage. The brain is 80 to 85% water. Lungs, 75 to 80% water. Liver, 70 to 75% water. Your skin, covering the whole body, 70 to 75% water. Blood, 50% water. Your teeth. Now, a lot of people forget teeth are 8 to 10% water. Your bones are 20 to 25% water. Your heart is 75 to 80% water. Your kidneys, 80 to 85% water. Your muscles are 70 to 70% water. And the startling thing when they brought me to study your eyes years ago with our research center. I had been studying the human skin organ, how serious that is, the 70 to 75% water, and the lack of education about the skin and the water content of the skin and how vital that is to your future. And I was worried about melanoma being out of control because of lack of really good education about water and the skin. But then I found out at the surface of your eye, is 99% water at the tear film that covers the eye. Nature did that. What is dry eye that causes vision impairment and blindness is out of control now? Sadly, what happened here? It's because of that water content. And they said that eye drops are too heavy for the eye unless there's a water content on the surface because the water content over evaporates. The word evaporation means water loss of water. We're living with the atmosphere of our planet Earth. It's water. And that's what keeps you alive every day is that what the atmosphere and your choices of lifestyle. <coughs> Excuse me, I had to cough. So when you learn that the water of your life is vital, you must drink eight to ten glasses of water a day. So therefore, when you're drinking eight to ten glasses of water a day, you're replenishing, slowing down because the moment you were born and you came out of that pocket of water, you begin to have an evaporation process to what's called dehydration of your life. That means you could die when it gets to dehydration effects. Now, does it all happen at, all over the body at the same time? No. It slowly can happen starting anywhere where your weaknesses were the most. Whatever your area of your body is weaker at the spot, it's, it could have had started in your toe. It could have started wherever. But there's an evaporation of body water loss living with the atmosphere from birth. So, therefore, you need to learn. You need to learn that that 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. Now, somebody said to me recently, she drinks a lot of water. And I said, but how are you drinking your water? Oh, yeah, I drink. All day. But are you sipping it or are you drinking it? Oh, I sip all day long a lot of water. I said, you can't do it that way. You must drink the whole glass at a time. It has to absorb. If it doesn't absorb you're in trouble. I can say that's what's helping my life is drinking water, and they've known it. So drinking a lot of water to keep up with the over evaporation is vital. I need you to hear also that before we go on to our guest today that I'm really excited about, we're having Dr. Gerald Pollack today, who's unbelievable, revolutionary in water research in the body. And I think it's exciting. He will teach us a lot today. But before we bring on Dr. Pollock, I need a message to the world out there to hear this. I've been studying water for over 30 years and the planet's crisis. I have noticed a problem. We're dumping sewage into our oceans. We're recycling water using a problem that is causing a problem with that ocean out there. The oceans will warm up in a temperature because we've been using them as our garbage dump. We decided as humans to do what with the ocean And that ocean has to live with the atmosphere. And the atmosphere has to live with the ocean. And the atmosphere is living with the whole universe out there, the whole solar system. It has to breathe. Everything has to breathe. You have to breathe. Can you imagine what has happened here? We've all known it. I was complacent. But I'm going to start uh, making these comments. We've got to, as a a team throughout the world, learn what to do with garbage. We've got to learn how to recycle water. We've got to learn for the health of our planet and for life to be, for I love the word eternity. And be like warriors. Be like soldiers. Our soldiers go off to battle for our lives every day. All these years, they've been battling at their their lives for us to have a life of freedom, prosperity, peace, safety, and longevity at their life. Why can't we learn on this planet to give our lives to what we need to do to help each other And what we need to do for our lives to be healthy, the word healthy, and without the water, without a healthy planet, those cures will not be found for those symptoms. Disease will become, they're now making up names for everything they can figure out by calling it whatever disease. We need to learn together. And don't think that it's impossible for you to add to education to learn. You can be visionary just as much as as anybody can out there in a scientific lab or what I've been studying forever. You can be thinking about what you can add to the education of what we must learn. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist for dry eye. Dry eye is at the surface of your eye, everybody has eyes, are 99% water at the surface of the eye at the tear film. What is dry eye? They've said that eye drops are heavy, cause an over evaporation, and the atmosphere is causing an evaporation to the eye from birth. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the trade secret water. Tissue culture-grade water to be able to supplement the surface of the eye to slow down that evaporation that causes vision impairment to blindness is out of control. We shall listen to our sponsor, and we're going to be back with our favorite guest, Dr. Gerald Pollack.
0: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspiring really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
2: discover the secret of nature's tears I mist an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops when your tear film is dry your eyes feel dry
0: the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon SharonKleinaHour at yahoo.com. That's Sharon SharonKleinaHour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Today I'm going to introduce Dr. Gerald Pollack, who is with the University of Washington, pro- pro- professor of bioengineering, has developed a theory of water that has been called revolutionary. I call it revolutionary because I've been studying water for over 30 years. He has spent the past decade convincing worldwide audiences, and I mean traveling and guests all over the world, as on boards, that water is not actually a liquid. Dr. Pollock received his Ph.D. in biomedical engineering uh, from the University of Pennsylvania in 1968. Has been has joined uh, uh, University of Washington faculty, and is now professor professor of bioengineering for the past few years. Dr. Pollock is fundamental in research in water with his team, and and they're very. I've been listening to him through what he's been educating us, and are they learning? Dr. Pollock, are you with us?
3: I am here, Sharon. Nice to be with you once again. Um,
1: well, thank you I'm... once again. And every time you come on, I just, we learn more. And oh, tell you. us a little I... bit about, you know, everybody who gets into what they do, there's been a passion somewhere to uh, to have a vision to to do what you do what where did you come from as a young man to get where you're at today and now you're dedicated to water
3: oh i that's that that's a difficult one uh, you know my 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 friends from from graduate school uh thought uh that i was i was actually more interested in organizing social events than i was interested in in uh <laughs> Dealing with with science, and uh, they're, they're quite surprised about my passion for doing that. Uh, maybe m- maybe the latter requires the former. I'm I, I'm not sure, but but I uh, I, I had um, very little interest at the time in in in, in water and. I started studying uh, muscles and uh, mm-hmm. trying to deduce the mechanism by by which the molecules interact to produce uh, muscle force and and, and motion. Uh, and mm-hmm. it occurred to me after doing that for several decades that that the most uh, uh, abundant component of the muscle was never talked about, and that is water. So as you mentioned... 75% uh,
1: water, right.
3: Well, 75% by volume, but if you actually line up all the molecules and count them one by one, then it's much greater than 75%. It's more than 99% because the water molecules are so small uh, that in order to fill up that 75% or whatever it is, whatever that number is, you need a lot of water molecules. So if you line up all the molecules in the muscle and count them one by one, more than 99% of those molecules are water molecules. And to think that muscles... Uh, can contract and that the mechanism ignores the fact that uh, ignores the 99% of all the molecules saying that those molecules are are irrelevant. They, they just sort of sit there bathing the more important molecules. That struck me as un- unreasonable. And that's how we, actually, that's how I got interested in, in water. I, I met... Um, I met a, a, a scientist who a, a truly re- revolutionary guy who inspired me a lot. His name is Gilbert Ling, and he's now one hundred years old. Um, and he came from from uh, China. He was in the, the first cohort of. Chinese scientists to come to study in the U.S. after the Second World War, and they they looked hard and long to find the best ones, and there were three of them, and and Gilbert was one of the three. A uh, second of the three went on to win a Nobel Prize in physics, but he he actually was this is Yang, um, and but Yang was actually became famous in China more more famous uh, not for his Nobel Prize, but for the fact that when he was in his uh, late 80s or 90s, he married his translator who was in her 30s, early 30s. Uh, and 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 so, uh, anyway, Gilbert Ling, by the time I met him, had already written several books. Um, and the books, the books discussed the water that was inside the cell. And Gilbert asserted, based on a lot of evidence, that the water inside the cell was not like water in a glass. Um, the, the molecules are actually organized and lined up in, in, in some way. He he referred to that as structured water, and and that that concept struck me as uh, not only as 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 valid because he had already presented so much evidence in its favor, uh, but. But that it was so interesting to study to find out much more about it, and that's that's um, what what launched it. And you mentioned um, earlier in your introduction that I've been asserting that water is not a liquid. I'm not sure how that <laughs> that. Idea started, but but I didn't really mean exactly that water is not a liquid because water is a, a liquid, um, so to speak. But it's just that the 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 ordered or structured water, which I, I can tell you more about if you if if you want to hear that that I is do. more like before, a jail.
1: Before you move on too much further, I do. In fact, I read that here in your and what they had written on your uh, bio. But I've got to ask you something because. You know, each of those organs of the body have a percentage of water, and you're teaching us today that the muscles, with those the cells, the water in the cell uh, in the muscles is greater than that seventy to seventy-five percent water.
0: Do you? No, no, I
3: would just. just to make it clear, uh, it depends how you measure. If it's by volume, then, then yeah, it, it, it's 75 or 70 or whatever, uh, some mm-hmm. number like that percent. But if you, do a, in, if you do it a different way and just count molecules instead of comparing volumes, then it's more than 99%. That, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I thought. Uh, that's
1: what I wanted to get. Now, when you have athletes out there that are putting those patches on uh, on the body around different... You can see it's around the muscle, different muscles, especially around the chest and the arms. Are they developing that um, muscle for... Uh, I'm not sure
3: which patches you're, you're talking about. Maybe, maybe yeah, you can put, elaborate. You know,
1: um, okay, okay. I'm sorry to do that. Um, but again... There are. Are they learning out there that the muscles have a different strength, of capacity, for uh, the endurance of the athlete, for different reasons because of because of that knowledge.
3: Well, I, uh, since since I, I, I'm not sure what what what's on the patches that that you mentioned, I, you know, obviously, yeah, there,
1: the, endurance
3: yeah. is. Yeah endurance is absolutely critical for for athletes without that they lose and uh, athletes don't don't they they don't like to lose so they do everything they can and you know and dehydration is yeah dehydration is is an absolutely central issue it's not a um it's not a peripheral kind of issue issue because because every cell muscle cells included uh, or especially muscle cells the water the water is not just a background carrier of the of the more important molecules there but but the water is essential for every process that goes on inside the muscle or inside every cell in your body and that was um, that was elaborated in a book that I wrote in 2001 it's called cells gels and the engines of life and and mm-hmm. in that book um, the 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 initial idea in that book was to describe gilbert lings ideas in in a way that people could actually understand them because his writing tends to be a little bit obscure and so i tried but, but as i was writing and i i realized that the water was not it's not just that the water was ordered or structured, but that that structured water plays a central role in everything that the cell does. And so if you don't have enough of that water, that is if your cell is dehydrated, then you can't function. And that's why, you know, if you play a couple of Well, messages... you know, what
1: happens too, doctor, is, is the cell will then try to pull, draw on the other cell, and it'll start sure. absorbing everything as much as it could to survive. And then all of a sudden the other organs of the body are having to go on overload for that particular dehydration effect that's happening. Am I wrong? Uh,
3: Well, I'm not sure, but it makes a lot of sense that 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 would be true. Now, uh, the reason
1: I stopped you with the muscles is the muscles of the body to have the relationship of that strength that it, the muscles have. When, let's say, for example, the individual all of a sudden has a trauma and that trauma of the body tightens them up in the body. They become stressed, let's say, but all yeah. of a sudden they're not relaxed. They're, they're, they're tightened and stressed you just opened up something for me to think about because we've been talking about addiction. And why are some people addictive and there's others that are not so addictive or not addictive at all? But they've proven that individuals can have a trauma in their lives. Something can happen in their yeah. lives they come back from war or they've had a situation in their life that is very traumatizing to them personally. Yeah. They're trying to hide it, but they're all of a sudden they're, they're stressed. You just showed me something that I hadn't thought about. And that's why I love these conversations is that when the muscle of the body has the strength of the body to be able to run down pavements, depending upon the capacity, be an endurance, uh, an athlete, be even a scholar, because it takes muscles to strengthen, to, to, to be a good scholar of a long vision. You were saying some things there that were t- showing me that maybe in there's something there in the muscle because it becomes so tight and over dehydrated over-evaporating to dehydration, drawing on to the rest of the body, that that person is over-dehydrated, over not able to hydrate enough, thinking about it, the lack of education, that maybe, maybe, I'm just saying maybe, just an evaluation theory, that there's something there that you started studying at the beginning about that muscle that is quite an influence on the rest of the body's a percentage of water.
3: Uh, so you're, you're I, I, think what you're alluding to is, 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 is um, is the drawing or pulling of water from, from one organ to the other, and, and uh, particularly to, to try, to, yeah.
1: What happens to everything with evaporation? It pulls. Um,
3: totally. Now, totally. That's something uh, yeah, we we're going to
1: talk about today is all of that, but back to you, and we'll get to that. Um, There's something there to think about, about that, because i am noticed
3: there's
1: a a lot of uh, patients in the hospital, and I've said to the doctors, they've got to stay relaxed. They have to stay relaxed. And if they don't stay relaxed, they're not going to be able to heal. uh,
3: And if they can get them to relax...
1: They can work on the stress of what they're going through and not think about the, the sure, stress I, of what happens. Totally. Through.
3: I mean, there, there there are lots of uh, lots of effects of anxiety and, and um, there we go. Um, ne- negative effects, and we we like to avoid them as uh, as much as possible. So, what what you say sounds absolutely reasonable and, and correct. And you know i I just wanted to emphasize that you, you, your your idea is that the, if the muscles are very active and they need the water for <coughs> for their activity that they may draw the water from other organs but just like just like the muscle, the other organs <laughs> need the water to function whether whether they 're a nerve cell and, 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 and transmit information or a secretory cell that uh, secretes hormones, right. whatever they do, they need the water, and if they don 't have enough water. Uh, they won't function. It's as simple as that. It's, it's not, it doesn't okay, really uh, take
1: it. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay, you decided then. Um, by the way, you were at the University of Pennsylvania. My brother went to school at Wharton, almost identically oh, at okay. the same time.
2: Yeah. Well, I MBA. Uh, we
3: were, we're neighbors, pre- pre- I books, guess. For Wharton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm,
1: I'm very partial. I've been there, by the way. Uh, yeah, In like fact, my okay. our patent attorney was a graduate of Wharton, uh, and p- he lives at Philadelphia. But anyway, um, that was, that's a good alma mater.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to, you ended up at University of Washington, and uh, all of a sudden you got into water because of a passion and a curiosity, and it sounds like to me, not only passion, but a curiosity. Uh, that did it to me. Uh, the, I loved water all my life, doctor. And uh, my parents would, uh, we lived in Oregon, and they'd go fly fishing. And next thing they know, I'm in my clothes falling down in the water and the river and <laughs> intentionally What get to go swimming. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i swim across the river, around the river, um, and through the rapids. And they got so worried about me. Um, but back to my love of water. I come from Oregon. I uh, am born in Oregon. We love water in Oregon. We live in the famous Rogue Valley, right here on the Rogue, the famous yeah. Rogue River, Oregon, and here in Grants Pass, Oregon. But now you ended up st- uh, st- uh, really focusing your career on water, like I did. And then well, you yeah. and I.
3: Uh, I, I was actually r- really fortunate. Um, sci- science uh, intrigues me, and it, uh, what really intrigues me is questions that are unanswered, uh, questions or issues that people sort of think they understand, but when, when you get one level below the surface and you begin asking more questions, the answers are not, not at all clear. Well, you
1: want to learn the rut. What's the rut to it all?
3: yeah no, that's right. that, that's exactly the it there are right. many many issues, and for me it's not just water yeah water is is absolutely a passion at the same time um, water my interest in water leads to many other uh, subjects right. that are at least loosely related to water and I, I I feel the need to understand at the most fundamental level what 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 what's going on. I don't, I don't want to divert the conversation, but I just want to say that in right. the book that I'm working on right now, I deal with a lot of issues, some of them involving water and some not. Um, there are issues <laughs> that we don't even think about. There, there are questions that some people would say are too obvious to ask. For example, um, you have a cloud yeah. up in the sky, and the cloud consists of little droplets of water held together in right. a, a sort of condensed fashion. And uh, if you take a droplet and simply drop it, it goes down, falls down toward the earth. And so the question is, for that cloud that's up in the sky, what keeps it floating? Why doesn't it always fall down to the earth? Uh, And and that's not so obvious, you know, Um, questions like like that. And so I I deal with with questions like that. Uh, Another one is, what makes the earth spin? You know, it's been spinning for uh, how many two more than two billion years, and is it really inertia that keeps it going? You know, something gave it a kickstart and it keeps turning, or or is there some energy that's uh, involved? And I I do think it it's it's the latter. But but these are questions. Uh, and then what makes weather? Uh, you know, if you if you a look at the weather forecaster on um, the television screen. Uh, the, the forecaster will say, "Oh yeah, well, the pressure difference, blah blah blah, and the temperature." But but with with those two variables, it's really hard to understand how how you can really predict the weather. And 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 what what I think is missing from from that kind of uh, of, of approach is is um, charged, the clouds are charged, they, they're, every little droplet is, is, is charged, and if you don't take into account what the fact that... What you mean by,
1: wait a minute, we're going to back up, when you say to us, all oh, charged, you mean electrolytically charged.
3: Electrically charged, charged, right. Right, there negative and positive, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what I learned too. Yeah, I mean these negative and positive charges. Uh, you put them together, the forces are so strong, just in- incredibly uh, powerful. Yeah. And we don't. We, we, we generally what we we do is we sort of ignore that, and we 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 think there there must be other forces that are involved because people don't talk a whole lot about uh, for the forces that are associated with charges, but. But uh, but these are in, in incredibly strong. I, I like to give um, one one example. Let, let me, if you uh, allow me, because because I just want to bring out the point that you know water, of course, is compellingly interesting. We get back to it, but charge is very fundamental, and how strong charges are. So l- let me give you an example. And this example comes from the uh, uh, a, a series of lectures. Uh, of the legendary physicist Richard Feynman, who many people he won a Nobel Prize, and many people would consider him as the Einstein of the second half of the last century. Uh, so, and his book is also full of humor. So it's nice, n- n- nice to to read. Anyway, he gives us one example. So suppose you, Sharon, you're lying on the floor, okay, and somebody else, uh, your husband, or whatever, is suspended. Um, one meter above you three, three feet uh, above you it doesn't matter how he's suspended you, uh, it, that, that's irrelevant to the argument okay so, so you're, you're um, one, one meter apart from one another and suppose you could remove one percent of all of the positive charge in your body one percent and also you remove one percent of the total positive charge in his body So you're, both of you are left with a net positive charge and you repel each other. And because you're repelling each other, you can't go down because you're lying on the ground, but he can go up. So my question to you or to anybody is how much, how much weight would you have to put on his body to prevent his upward uh, levitation? and um i I don't know if you're willing to venture a, a, a guess, you probably won't get it um, um, peop, most people don't don't get it, but I'll give you the answer if you want to take a guess or uh, maybe the listeners no, want i'm going let
1: it. you i'm going to let the authority give me the answer.
3: Oh, okay, well I'm not the authority, this comes from Feynman, uh, the, the, oh, okay. the legendary, yeah, okay, and the answer is you'd have to put a weight, uh, not not uh, one kilogram or ten kilograms or a hundred kilograms, but the answer is you'd have to put the weight of the entire earth on top of him in order to prevent his upward rise, that's how strong uh-huh. charges are, so so it gives you it gives you uh, some some indication uh, of the, the of the importance of electrical charge in practically everything uh, in the universe, and this is really important. <laughs> so that's why I
1: have to put. I'm glad put you up. told us we have to take our first only break. Don't go okay. anywhere, and then you're going to come back. And I think that's something that people need to learn that you've been learning, and then we're going to get into evaporation. And uh, okay. there's a couple of questions I have, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I Mist, but we have a new one. Nature's Mist Face of the Water is launching again. And um, once, when we put Nature's Tears I Mist on a global market we, for dry eye, we decided that all we could have a distraction with was one uh, product, And for education, but now Nature's Mist Face of the Water for Facial Moisture Mist is going back into the market again. At one time, it was in all the big, Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, Cosmetics, Bergdorf Goodman, you name it, all over the country. I had been doing personal appearances all over the country. The cosmetic companies love the product because we don't compete with any of them. It's an add-on to moisturizing the skin that is 70 to 75% water. We call it nature's mist face of the water. And it's exciting before shave, before cleansing, during the, uh, before you apply your sunblock, before you apply all the cosmetic treatments. And the extra bonus is it brings back the color to the skin, but it brings back the color to cosmetics all day long. They don't go away. They just fade away, dry. We'll listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Dr. Pollock.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you're listening to the sharon kleina hour health environment and the power of water if you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon at yahoo.com. That's Sharon at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Dr. Pollock, you were teaching us about the electrolytic energy of the power of water. And um, I have to tell you before we go on, I have an airport controller who's a, in science research. And she said. Yeah she understood it very well what you just said because they can't fly a plane without studying all that.
3: They can't fly a plane without studying what? Studying
1: the atmosphere's electric energy and what the power of that is as they fly, because it changes all the time.
2: So you're teaching
1: us. And when I think about what you're teaching us, I look at the human body's water content as that energy, too, living with the atmosphere.
3: Yeah, well, and, and you, you're, you're right on. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, I have no, that's more to okay. say, let's that. interrupt each Go other.
1: Um, but back to uh, that energy that's going on inside the body. And when the mother is getting prepared with the baby in the womb, that all that is coming together. And then when that baby arrives to live away from, the mother's womb is no longer empowered by that water. It's having to live with the electric energy of the water in the atmosphere. That's yeah. I mean, you
3: you, you you say that r- rather lo- loosely, and I think you're right on. But it's even <laughs> more important than than that because what oh, yeah. what we found is that um, when the water uh, when the water receives light uh, from from the environment what happens is that the water molecule, each water molecule splits into, you know, the, the water consists of H plus, OH minus, or H2O, mm-hmm. and, it, and the light coming in, just like the first step of photosynthesis, uh, the light comes in and the water splits into uh, H plus and OH minus, and um, and that that split is is maintained. That separation of charge, uh, the the negative part goes into building this fourth phase of water that we we've identified, which yeah, generally has right. a negative charge, and and the positive charges are separated from it. And so you have a battery uh, essentially. You have a minus and a plus, right. and that battery. Just like any battery, that battery has energy, and this this. This energy is all over your body. All the water that's, or sorry, most all of the water that's inside your cell is is separated in in, in this way, and and that means your cells have energy. Your cells have potential right. energy. And that energy uh, can be used, or is used, for doing work. And so, it's, it, it's uh, for example, if your muscle is doing work, if, if if you're playing a round of tennis, or a round of golf, or a match of, of tennis, or something, it, the, the muscles are, are 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 used, and the energy from this separation of charge is used to to actually drive what's going on inside the cell. Uh, we we all th- those of us who are Educated in biochemistry and cell biology, and we all know that ATP is involved—the uh, molecule ATP—in delivering energy. Uh, but this is yet a, a, another form of energy that our body has, and we get it. Um, we we get it because of the the radiant energy or light, uh, particularly the infrared light. But that's aside. A Issue the light from the environment, and also we get it from the heat that 's inside our body, all of the metabolic energy develops heat, and heat is equivalent to infrared energy, which is long wavelength of light, and so we get it from that too so so what i what I want to mention is that um, one of the prime Mechanisms for delivering energy to the body is the water. The water itself has energy. It has energy like just like a battery because the molecules are split into the negative and positive. So, um, and and there there are people you you are probably aware of them, Sharon. The the ones who uh, who don't eat or uh, at least. Don't eat for sometimes for weeks or sometimes for months or sometimes uh, uh, for even longer periods of time. There are there's now a documentary out. Um, it, it's called uh, In the Beginning There Was Light, which interviews a whole bunch of these people and. And, they don't need, and the question is where they get their energy. And many of them think they get their energy from light, and I think they're right. It's the light that comes in. The energy from light gets transduced into, uh, into a separation of charge, a battery-like effect mm-hmm. that gives us energy. So,
1: Okay, let's back up for a minute for the, for the audience with your background yeah. here. Um, this is good. Now we're coming along, and we're learning that, the light attracts with the energy, like a battery. What yep. happens when it comes time for darkness?
3: Uh, well, the energy that we're talking about is is, is mostly not visible light. Um, it's mostly infrared light. So, you know, light, light covers a broad spectrum, uh, or I should say, electromagnetic energy uh, covers a broad spectrum. And one narrow region of that spectrum is what we call visible light. We can see it. Our eyes can pick it up. But um, there are wavelengths that are longer and wavelengths that are shorter. It, it, it's a mm-hmm. very broad spectrum. And infrared light is slightly longer than than red light um, in, in wavelength and, and so at nighttime, there's still uh, abundant infrared light. We don't need the visible light to do this. Uh, we just need the infrared light. It's far more powerful than any of the wavelengths of visible light. So no problem at that. Now, the reason
1: night. I brought that up, because they say that when the darkness comes, the atmosphere is changing so that period of time... And Earth is rejuvenating. The bodies can rejuvenate. When yeah. light comes, then there's a... A, 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 stress, a stress, let's say, begins with the body. With yeah. I,
3: uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard it expressed that way, but uh, I I could imagine. You know, things settle well, okay, down... You'd, at, you'd uh, try to
1: do it differently. Than, <laughs> remember, uh, I I... I, I I'm one of those people that I don't want to learn how you would say it. I want my audience, my people out there in the world to understand the root of what it's all about, to keep up with what you're trying to teach us. Now, the other one today is I was going to bring up to you. Did you ever know Dr. Emoto?
3: No, we almost we almost met. You know, we spoke we spoke together um, um, on on an interview. Uh, I was a scientist and he was a spiritualist, and we got to know one another. And I invited him uh, uh, several times to our water conference, which we hold annually. It's the physics, chemistry, and biology of water. And this year it's going to be in Germany, right near Frankfurt. Uh, And I invited him several times, and each time he said he was ill, and he, he really was. And finally,
1: yeah, I I'd heard I'd that he was coming. Him on the show way back. That's, I've been on for 12 years.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, but the he, reason
1: I brought him up is his study, along with what you were learning about evaporation of water, the water evaporating. So body evaporates, the atmosphere is evaporating, it's evaporating. And he had it. Uh, could you explain to the audience with your background what he was learning about evaporation yeah. of water and how you could... It had a, it, water has a life of itself.
3: Well, it's yeah, absolutely. Water has a life of its own. Um, so I... Although, although he didn't uh, attend the dinner at my home to which he was invited, he died only, unfortunately, a few a few weeks earlier... What he was doing was he was freezing uh, water and looking at the crystals of the frozen water, and he would mm-hmm. put information into the water before uh, freezing the, mm-hmm. the freezing the water and producing the crystals. And and um, if he if he were to put if he had if he put uh, positive information in the water, for example. If he said uh, tenderly, "I love you to the water, um, or if he, if he played Bach or some you know lovely music to the water, he'd get beautiful crystals, and if he said, "I hate you or you're stupid or something like that to the water, uh, then the water would form ugly ugly crystals, and so he ar- argued that there was a um, that water had a a kind of a um, uh, it was a vehicle for spirituality that uh, that the feelings the thoughts whatever were actually stored in the water and we and his frozen crystals were manifestations of of this kind of information and 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 um so although m- many spiritually oriented people simply loved his work and his books and whatever. Um, scientists almost uniformly uh, have denounced it as charlatanism or or even even worse because uh, because admittedly and he, he had admitted this his Im- the images that he selected were not randomly selected as they would be by scientists, but he would pick out the best one that illustrated his point and mm-hmm. and, 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 and so scientists are highly skeptical. So where, where we come in is, is, um, is that to, to, to uh, describe that our, our results from, from the experiments that we've conducted uh, mm-hmm. lay a groundwork for thinking that his work might actually be valid. Um, it uh, is, well, and,
1: it's got a vision. There's yeah. a, there is a f- root there. And I love the idea of we've got to learn in our lives that well, there's a root to everything. And that root grows into a stem. Does it ever end? No. And uh, there's a constant. You have to keep learning. When it comes time for water, what I learned, Dr. Pollock, could you learn enough ever and, and for eternity? It's going to be changing all the time.
3: You mean, you, you mean the burning. water is going to be changing all the time oh, there, everything or the in information the in the... is
1: going to change? The body is going to change. Look at the diseases that we have today. They're having to make up names for the disease that they never knew what that disease would be called. And yeah, sure. um, and, and I'm looking at it. It was because they didn't study what you're studying, what I'm studying and my, because I study only evaporation. But they're not studying the water, the, the root of the water the way they should, with all these scientists like yourself that wanted to be studying that way back in time, long ago. Yeah. We're not, been, getting, been... we're, we're not getting the cures for those diseases. And, no, and, and, and I know they're it. there.
3: Yeah, and I think we're both thinking uh, on the same wavelength that water has got to be central to uh, so many of those diseases. And, and the evidence we have is indeed, uh, it, it, it really is. it's Many of those issues can really reduce to lack of proper hydration. And by hydration, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not meaning just drinking a lot of water, although that's certainly important. I'm talking about this kind of um, ordered, structured, we call it easy uh, water. that's the hydration mm-hmm. that's inside the cell. and and many well biochemists... and then we're, becoming,
1: we're learning about nutrition. we're learning about the nutrition and the water content of the nutrition and what it's doing to the body. and right. uh, we're learning we're learning that uh, the choice of lifestyle. I had a woman in uh, in Brazil who I was talking to, and she's been in the medical field most of her life and she wasn't feeling well at all. And I t- asked her about drinking water, and she said, well, she drinks water all day. And I said, but how do you drink it? And she said, well, da-da. and I said, no, no, you need to drink it one whole glass at a time to desor- absorb. She went to her doctor, she was doing better, and he said, I don't know what you're doing, but it's you're, you're getting better. And he said, even your skin looks better. And she said, I'm listening to what Sharon had to say. One whole mm. glass of water for absorption a day. And he, she said, why don't we think that way? But, she, but it's lack of education. People are not thinking. It's how you drink it.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, I, I hear you. how you uh,
1: eat. Yeah. yeah. But I know we, uh, we're out of time. And uh, Now, oh tell goodness. us real quickly where you're, uh, you're going to have a water conference in Germany.
3: Yeah, anybody interested, it's, uh, uh, the URL for the website is waterconf, uh, water, C-O-N-F for conference, waterconf.org. Uh, okay. It's in October, and it's a great meeting, great meeting. People oh, love it. Wonderful. It's 14th edition, and anybody who has any even remote interest in water, please, please do come.
1: Well, yes, and of course, uh, we'll do a press release on that, too, for you. Like, as I'm sure you do, too, but thank you for joining us today. It always goes too fast for me. So It goes too fast. Uh, <laughs> thank you,
3: Sharon. <laughs> okay.
1: Take care, Thank you so and- much. We really appreciate you coming on. I know how busy you are.
3: Okay, thank you so much. Have a nice day. Thank you,
1: Dr. Pollock. Bye. Bye. Well, we only have 30 seconds left. Can you imagine how fast that goes? I want to thank you all for listening. There's so much to learn about this planet and the water and your lifestyle. But Earth whispers to you, never say goodbye because you've decided to take it all with you. No. You leave something behind for all those children that you want to put in your heart forever. We wanna thank you for listening and we'll hear we'll talk to you next time. The power of water and water life science. Have a nice day.